Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Ark of the Covenant Ministry. And we want to welcome you all here today. And we truly, truly, truly are blessed to be here today. As we always say, this is not my hour. This is our hour to Lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And we are here today with some of our people. This is their last day with us. Hallelujah. We will be saying goodbye to some of our dear departed friends. And we're going to wish them well on their journey on their new endeavors that they will be going into. And we're gonna wish them and say a special prayer for them as they embark on their new journeys. And we're gonna be grateful for their participation here. And we're gonna thank God for them. Amen. 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 All right. And we're going to go straight into prayer this morning. And we're going to remember some of our friends in prayer. We're going to remember our friend over there. She has a swollen ankle and leg. She went to the hospital, but they released her and sent her back home. Thank God for that. So we're going to keep her in prayer. We're going to keep sister um, that's in the nursing home. How's her recovery coming? Anybody have a problem? Barbara, Sister Barbara, she's doing all right though. How is uh, Brother Dan? Is he, uh, I haven't heard from Brother Dan. Okay. All right. And um, Sister Mary's head is still hurting. So we're going to lift her up in prayer this morning. All right. Let's pray for Jacqueline Hill. She was diagnosed uh, with cancer. So we're going to lift her up in prayer this morning. Uh, anybody else? Huh? I, I, I have a cousin in Kentucky. She posted on Facebook that her aunt know, had just had five strokes. Five strokes. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray for her aunt, her aunt Sue, with five strokes in a row. My Lord, my Lord. We're going to pray for Aunt Sue this morning. Anybody else? Anybody else? We also going to remember um, you got somebody? Nothing. Okay. Uh, we also uh, want to remember Brother Doc. We're praying for him and his uh, recovery as he's going through his battle, his illnesses right now. Praying for him. We're going to remember Sister Annie as she's recovering and uh, through her uh, sickness right now as well. We also want to remember the staff here. We pray for their family and the staff as well. 
And we also want to remember our internet friends and family members as we pray for them as well. We want to keep them in prayer as we lift them up in their situations and circumstances. We do want to remember the different churches that's fighting this COVID season as we remember them and we're praying for them as well. And let us continue to pray for our first responders as they uh, fight through the different circumstances that's going on. And we also had a building to collapse uh, on the news, uh, a condo building. I believe it had over a hundred condos is that, uh, was that, I think that figure is about right. Uh, I don't know how many uh, people have, they have found already. I know it's quite a few that have passed. So uh, let's pray for the family members of that situation and circumstances. And also there is uh, quite a bit of people in Australia that's fighting the covid the new strand of COVID that has come out. There's several countries that has locked themselves down because the COVID seems to be overrunning the countries. So let us remember to keep them in prayer. And then there is an uprise in moderism of Christians. They are killing Christians now uh, for mentioning the name of Jesus Christ. Right now, Christians are being hunted and slaughtered. So in different countries today, they are being jailed and killed for serving Jesus Christ. So let us pray for our missionaries overseas and abroad. Let us pray for their families as well. So let us go to the throne of grace. Father God, we come before you as your children. We come before you, Lord, with thanksgiving in our heart. We come before you with an open heart and an open mind. We come before you, Lord, with hands raised in a spiritual a connection, Lord, as we come with our hands raised is saying, search our hearts and our minds. As we come before you with a repentance heart, Lord, we're asking that you forgive us of all of our shortcomings, of all of our disobedience, of all of our sinful ways as we repent and turn from our ways. Lord, as we look toward the vacant cross and remember that great getting up morning. Lord, as we never forget your words as you uttered that great day, it is finished. Lord, it was finished that morning when they took you down the road of Gilgatha. When they took you to the cross. Lord, it was finished when you laid upon that cross. It was finished. And Lord, we thank you for that morning. 
Because, Lord, we know that we couldn't do it on our own. Father God, we couldn't stop it on our own. We couldn't stop the covetedness. We couldn't stop the lying. We couldn't stop the stealing. We couldn't stop the whoremongering. We couldn't stop the backbiting. We couldn't stop the, the evilness. Lord, we couldn't stop for being right, unrighteousness. It took your reconciliation back unto the Father. So Lord, we thank you. And Lord, as the joy overwhelms us, we still have a heavy heart. Because Father God, we come with our petitions unto you. And Lord, as our petitions are heavy, we know that you are able. And Lord, we know you are able because it says in your word that you were given all power in heaven and on earth. So Father God, we asking that you manifest yourself for those that was at the building that collapsed. Lord, we asking that you give comfort and peace. We asking that you show up in the hospitals, in beside dumpsters, in cardboard cities, in tents. Lord, we asking that you show up on beds of affliction. We asking that you show up in hunger pains and Lord we're asking that you show up in jails and in institutions Father God we asking right now that you manifest yourself with our first responders Lord as they weariness piles upon them Lord we're asking that you touch them and strengthen them give them hope in their eyes and strength in their hands as they give themselves and their gifts and talents. Father God, we ask it that you continually to give them their own strength as they go forth and minister to your people. Father God, we ask in that right now, Lord, that you continually to bless those that's lost their way. Lord, let the word go forth. And do not be void. Draw the backslider back home. Father God, go into the highways and the byways. Search out and bring home your people. Lord, we're asking that right now, Lord, that you touch and bless those that's in all places. Bless those here on this ground. Saturated with your word. Bless the staff and their families. Lift up a protection of hedges around them. Where they won't be hurt, harm, or danger seen and unseen. Bless the residents here, Lord. We cry out for their salvation as well. Father God, bless those over the internet. We pray for your manifestation in their situations. Now, Lord, bless those that's leaving us. Let them continue in your salvation. Let them be your witnesses, your light in the land of darkness. Continue to let them walk in your ways. Continue to let your law be upon their hearts. 
And Lord, let your love shine through them. And Father God, we thank you for each and every one. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Father God, now we have any announcements that we need to make? Uh, I don't think there will be any Bible study Saturday. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go right ahead. I don't think there will be any Bible study Saturday, and I don't think there will be no college, no uh, exercise class, uh, and no uh, prayer meeting. None of that. Okay. Come to town center. <laughs> Come to town center. Praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. So let's get into the word of God. Hallelujah. How about that? Praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord. And today we want to have a joyous time in the word. I want to present to you an opportunity to embrace God's word through a unique passage of scripture. God has a way of dealing with his people as they prepare themselves. And God has a beautiful way of dealing with all of his people in all shapes, form, and fashions. And many a times we sometimes miss the little things, trying to jump off into the big things. And sometimes we have to realize that God is a good God. And not only is he a good God, he is a sovereign God. And being a sovereign God, God lets us know that we need to always remember who he is and how he is. We have to always remember why he is and why he has come. The greatest gift in the world is to be in sync with God. If you don't be in sync with anything else, to be in sync with God is the greatest thing that can ever be given unto you. If you ain't never in sync with anything else, to be in sync with God is the greatest thing you can ever have. And I want to talk to you today about a, a topic that sometimes elude us, a topic that we sometimes get away from, a topic that sometimes kind of miss the mark, but it's a topic that needs to be talked about. 
I want to talk to you today about this place. I want to talk to you about where we are right now. And I ain't talking about Silver Birch. I want to talk to you about this place. God's house. Amen. I want to talk to you about a subject entitled The House is Full of. I want to talk to you about God's spiritual house and what it's full of. Because, see, many a times we think that we are the author of what God's house is should be full of. Many a times we think we are the dictators of what God's house should be full of. Many a times we think that we are the ones that should determine what should and what should not come in to God's house. Many a times we think that we should be the authors and the distributors of what should and what shouldn't come in to God's house. Many a times we could get caught up in the picturesque view of how we should feel what the pews should look like in God's house. But I'm here to tell you that in God's house, if we was going to be the conductors of the pews in God's house, then the pews would stay empty. Because I'm here to tell you that if we was going to conduct God's pews, then we would never enter the house of the Lord. Because God never asks you to conduct his house. God didn't die by your command. The Bible never said that God died by your command. The Bible said that God so loved the world that he died for you, not by you. He died because he loved you, not because you told him to. He died because he wanted you, not because you directed him. I want to talk to you about why God's house is full of. Not because God's house is directed by you. I want you to look with me at Psalms 122. See, I want to show you a thing in God's house. You see, before, I don't know about you, but before I come to God's house, there is a preparation stage. I don't know about you, but before you 
come to God's house. Do you prepare? Do you prepare yourself before you get up and come to God's house? Do you prepare yourself before you come? Do you get yourself in order before you come? Is there a certain ritual that you go through every day before you prepare yourself to leave the house? Is there a certain routine that you go through? Is there a certain order of things that you do? From Psalms 120 to Psalms 134, this is what they call a descent psalm. In other words, these are psalms that are sung as they made their journey to the house of the Lord. In other words, have you ever told somebody, I'm going to pray for your traveling grace and mercy. I'm going to pray for you as you travel down the road. These are the psalms that they sung and prayed as they traveled down the road to the church. Because you know back in those biblical days that the church was at a certain place. They didn't have churches like they have today on every corner. Every other block there's a church. They didn't have synagogues back then like that. They had to go to a certain place. And if he was traveling to the church in Jerusalem, you were going up. So most of the time when they was going to the church, they was going upward to Jerusalem for the three major feast days. For the three major synagogue days. And while they were going there. Traveling through the desert. Through the rain. Through the heart. Pain and sacrifice. Most of us all we had to do was get up and catch an elevator. Sometimes we had to walk maybe a block or get in our car and drive a few blocks. But they had to walk for miles and ride a donkey. They had to walk and sleep in the open. They had to lay among the snakes and the grasshoppers. Watch out for coyotes and thieves and robbers. They had to take personal sacrifice to make their way to the house of the Lord three times a year. How much sacrifice are you willing to put up for the Lord. How much are you willing. To put up. For God himself. Many a times we tend to. Try to say. 
who can come, who we allow, who I will come to, or who I would desire to sit beside. Where's my special seat? But how much sacrifice will we desire? In the biblical days, they carried all that they owned sometimes to get to the house of the Lord. Because when they left the house, some of them had nowhere else to go. They sacrificed everything to get there. Now I want you to take a look with me at Psalms 122 and imagine with me what the psalmist wrote and hear his words as it felt deep within him as he began to expound on the words. It said a song of decrees of David. Oh, I was glad when they said unto me. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, was he glad. When they said unto me, let's go unto the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Mm. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Mm. Whether the tribes go in the tribes of the Lord unto the testimony of Israel to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palace. For my brethren and my companions' sake, I will now say peace be within thee. My Lord, my, 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 my Lord. Eight small verses. Eight verses from one to eight. Eight representing a new beginning. Let us walk through these small eight verses. And let's see if we can get a new beginning on what it is to come into the house of the Lord. The psalmist himself 
it starts off with a beautiful beginning. See, a lot of times when we see this beginning here, some people will disregard the beginning because they don't believe it's part of the songs. But I want you to understand that this beginning is a part of the songs. It's not a part that's to be excluded. It's a part that wants you to know that the psalmist is saying something here. It's, it, it's a part to say, well, listen, it's... It's not my thing. It, it, it's something that's given to me. It, 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 it's not something that I did. It's something that God said. It's, it's something that God has given unto me. It's not that I'm giving it unto God. It's God has given it unto me. He's saying that it's a song from God. It's not a song from David. It's a song from God. He is so joyous to come into the house of God. How many of you glad when it's time to come into the house of God? How many of you ready to put down all of the mess? You see, they had to travel so far. They had to travel with those that they didn't like. They had to travel with those that they was angry with. They had to travel with those that they had a problem with. They had to travel with those that they had disagreements with. And while they were traveling, they got rid of the anger. They got rid of the problems that they had. They laid down their disagreements. They laid down the problems. And they began to let God work in their lives. And pretty soon they could sing and pray and rejoice together. So by the time they got up to the door of the house of the Lord, they can enter together and rejoice. Because they could let it go. They could let it go. He said, oh, how glad I was when they said. Because see, they could finally come together. When they could see those that they had a problem with, it was time to come together. See, going to the house of the Lord was a time when you could reunite together with one another. It was a time when you could say, I could see my brother, I could see my sister, I could see those that maybe I had wronged, I could see those maybe that I had a problem with, I could see those that maybe that I had misused or misused, and I could say I'm sorry. Oh Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy. Have mercy, Jesus. Because it was the Lord that reconciled me. Because see, the house is full of those that Jesus had reconciled. 
the house is full of those that Jesus had forgiven. The house is full of those that Jesus has said, I love you. And I forgive you. See, the house is full of those. The house is full of those. Aren't you glad that the house is full of those? Aren't you glad that the house is full of those that Jesus said, I forgive you? Aren't you glad? The Bible continues. And he said, it goes on. He said, our feet shall stand. In other words, they were making a stand. They were making a stand. How many of y'all tired of individuals just go wishy-washy? Back and forth. They nays can't be nays or they yays won't be yays. How many of y'all tired of people every time you see them? One day they save, the next day they unsave. One moment they follow in Christ and the next moment they, they, they just doing anything. How many of you tired of watching people? You don't know if they are with Christ or they are against Christ. One moment they smiling in your face, the next moment they backstabbing you. How many of you tired of trying to find out where you stand? Ain't it good to be with people that when you come into the house of God, that you can just be with those that just stand for Christ? Ain't it just nice just to know that they're making a dedicated march, regardless of how tough the march is? Regardless of how long the march is, regardless of how hot it's going to be, regardless of how much rain is going to happen, regardless of how much the wolves going to show up, regardless of how much food we're going to run out of, regardless of where the water going to be, regardless of how tough the enemy going to show up, we're going to make it to the house of the Lord. And we're going to do it Together. Y'all not going to let me fall. Y'all going to help me if I fall down. Y'all going to come back if I get thirsty. If I get hungry, y'all going to help me and feed me. Y'all not going to leave me by the wayside. We're going to take a stand together. You're not going to let me not make it to the house of the Lord. You know when they was traveling to the house of the Lord, 
You know, sometimes some of the people's mules died on the way. You know why the mule died? They had their mule all packed with all this stuff. You know what happened then, don't you? Some people had to unpack their mule and other people had to help them with their stuff. You know, some people got sick on the way. Others had to build what they call put on the back of the mule a little sled bed. They build little stuff on the way and they make little beds of it and put it on the back of their mule and they drug them. And they kept right on going to the house of the Lord. Some people didn't have enough food when they started off, but they didn't care because they knew as they made that journey, you know what's going to happen? They was going to find somebody else making that journey on the way. And they was counting on the idea that they was going to find somebody that was going to say, I'm making that stand with you. Come on. Come on. Come on. How many of y'all willing today to say, I'm going to put down those petty gripes. I'm going to put down that petty complaint. I'm going to put down that pettiness. And I'm going to say, come on. Come on. Don't die and go to hell. Come on. Let's get to the spiritual kingdom of God. Heaven is waiting. How many of you willing to say that? The Bible says they keep on saying verse number three Jerusalem is built as a city that is compacted together. You know what that's simply saying? That's telling us right now that it don't make no difference Jew or Gentile Protestant a Catholic. It don't make no difference about the building that you go into. It's about the man that you serve. It don't make no difference if you're black or white. This has nothing to do with the, if you're Catholic or if you're Methodist. This got nothing to do if you're Seventh-day Adventist or Baptist. This is not a denominational thing. This is a Jesus thing. This is not a Jewish thing. Or Gentile thing. This is a Jesus thing. Christ is bringing this thing together. We compact it together through Jesus Christ. Our Lord and Savior. This is not a thing about what you did to me last week. Because I want to ask you a question. What did you do to Christ this morning? What happens if Christ hold to you what you did to him last night? 
What if he was to call you to account what you did last night? The Bible says for the wages of sin. See, a lot of people take that word wages for simply mean that the sin costs. It's not the sin because the Bible says that for the God created the tree of good and knowledge. Good knowledge and evil. He created that tree and put it in the midst of the garden. But see, the creation of good and evil wasn't a problem. It's the participation of it. If they never ate of the tree, the sin would never happen. See, it's the participation of evil was the problem. When she, he told them, don't eat of the tree, don't participate. And many a times we miss the fact that we participate in sin. We participate in it. We willingly know about it and we willingly participate in it. We know it's wrong. We know it's wrong to dislike it. We know it's wrong to covet. We know it's wrong to lie. We know it's wrong to adultery. We know it's wrong to do these things. But what do we do? We do it anyway. And that is the sin. Because we actively participate. We participate. And we know it is wrong. That's why the Bible says Jesus corrected him, said he told him, if you think upon it, you have already committed it because you already know it's wrong and you're going to go do it anyway. You're going to go do it anyway. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. This is the formula for sin. The Bible says, look at what he says. It says that, it keeps on saying, it said, whether the tribes go up. Now listen. There are some tribes that is of Christ. The Jews. There are some tribes that he came to in the beginning of, of, of the Jews. But then look what it says then. And, and the tribes of the Lord. It says that goes up the tribes of the Lord unto the testimony of Israel. Oh my, my, my. To give thanks unto the name of the Lord. The people going to give thanks. Why are they going to the house of the Lord? 
Why are they entering into the house of God? You know what the house is full of? You know why the house is so full of? And you know why it's full of? You know who it's full of? People that's giving thanks. They're grateful. They are grateful to be in the house of the Lord. I don't know about you. I'm thankful that I made it. How many of you are thankful that you made it to the house of the Lord? How many of you know that you could have, you, you didn't have to be here? How many of you know that there, there, there ain't no such thing as a close call? There is a God blessing that you made it here. Because there is some that didn't make it here this morning. There's some right now that they're having somebody's funeral right now. Because they didn't make it here this morning. There's a mother that's standing over a child right now. Because they didn't make it here this morning. There's a father with tears running down his eyes. Because his child didn't make it into the house of the Lord this morning. How many of you glad that you made it into the house of the Lord this morning? If you go into a certain areas of the hospital, there is some that will be grateful to be in your seat this morning because they got all kind of tubes running in and out of them and machines pumping them up and down. It breathes in form. They will be glad to take your seat this morning. There's some children right now in some children hospitals. If you were to go right now into some alleys and some dark places right now, there's some people that's shivering beside some dumpsters that would be glad to take your place Right now. To enter. Into the house. Of the Lord. I could take you to some places. Not too far from here. In Gary Indiana. I, could, I know some places right now. Where there are some people. In some abandoned buildings. That will be glad. To take your place. Right now. The Bible says. The testimony. To give thanks. To the name. Of the Lord. It keeps on saying in verse number five. For there are. Set thrones. Of judgments. Hmm. The thrones of the house of David. You see God gave a lineage In the line. Of the throne. Do you know. You can't pick. Because in his lineage Was some of everything. Did y'all know that? In the lineage Of Jesus. Was a little of everything. Did you know that? 
Jesus had a prostitute in his liturgy. Did you know that? Did you know he had a liar in his liturgy? Did you know that he had a murderer in his liturgy? Did you know that he had a backstabber in his liturgy? Did you know the reason why you can't stand at the door and decide who can come in into the house of the Lord is because God had everybody in his line so nobody can say who can come in because God died for everybody because everybody is in his blood. Amen. So everybody is accepted in the house of the Lord. That's why his arms were stretched wide. You think justice is blind? Christ's eyes is wide open because he wants everybody to come. Let me see everybody. Come, come. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that there was a multitude at the throne. All nations and all tongues. Come. Come. Put down your pettiness. Put down your anger. Put down your backbiting. The house is full of everybody. It's full of all nationalities, all tongues, all races, all kinds. You want to know why? Because Christ forgave. Watch what these next verses say. Watch what they say here. Watch. It says pray. You know what that word pray right there mean? It, 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 most Bibles define it as pray. But you know what it means? It means demand. Demand for peace. Demand peace. Not pray for peace. Not that whimpering word pray for peace. It's the same word that they talked about in the Bible. You remember when the, when the uh, Israelites wanted a king and they went to the, to the prophet and they said, uh, can we have a king? No, they didn't do that. They went to that prophet and they demanded a king like the rest of the nations around them. And they gave them Saul. That's why they got Saul. Because Salah means demand. They asked for a king, so they got a king. That's why they got Saul. Because that's what they demanded. That's why they got a second Saul. And God changed his name to Paul. Because the second Saul is what God demanded. And his name was Paul. And Paul brought forth. Peace unto the Gentiles. Because see, they asked for their first Paul. They first saw. You see, so we, we demand peace in the house of God. Peace is what you want. How many of you tired of just being upset? How many of you are sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of being upset all the time? 
Come on, raise your hand if you just want peace in your life. Come on now. If you want peace, just raise your hand. If you just want peace, peace. Jesus went to the top of the ship and told the storm. What did he say, y'all? Peace, be still. Come on, peace is what you want. Peace is what you want in life. Peace. But you can't have it without Christ. You can't have peace without Christ, without walking in Christ, without living in Christ, without showing Christ. And Christ is what? Love. You got to have love. Peace of Jerusalem, they shall prosper in what? That love thee. It's that love thee. It's Christ. It said peace be within all thy walls and prosperity within thy palace. Without peace, without the love of Christ, there will be no prosperity. It's the peace that you thrive on. It's the peace that brings about God's love. And it's the peace that we demand. And look at verse number eight. For my brethren and my companions' sake, I will now say, peace be within thee. It will be peace that I command of you. It will be peace that I will pray for you. It was the same peace that Christ said, that it will be peace I will leave with thee. And it will be the peace of God that I will put on thee. Wherever you go, it will be God's peace that I will pray upon you. It will be God's love that I ask befall upon you all. It was God's peace that I pray that be reconciled between you and Christ. It would be peace that I pray for each and every one of you. The peace of Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we come before you today. Lord, we know that you reconciled us with peace. We know that it was your peace, your love that took you to the cross. And Lord, if there's anyone here that don't know that peace that we're speaking about, if there's anyone here that don't know that love that we're speaking about, Lord, Lord, your word said, if thou shalt believe in thy heart on the Lord Jesus, that God has raised him from the dead, then thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Lord, if they believe right now, and just simply say a prayer. If they can believe that you were born under a virgin. If they can believe right now that you died upon a cross for their sins and mine. If they can believe that you rose again on the third day. And sit on the right hand of the Father. And simply repeat this prayer. Dear Lord. Dear Lord I'm a sinner. And I was, I'm asking for you to save me. Save my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen.
Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. This is the end of our service.